It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joe Biden expanded his lead in the Democratic presidential race. Biden won in at least four of the six states which voted yesterday. He took the battleground state of Michigan by double digits. Biden now leads the race by 150 delegates, which significantly narrows any path to victory for Senator Bernie Sanders. Looking at the math tonight, I think it's almost certain that Bernie Sanders does not have a mathematical uh, path to becoming the Democratic nominee. Let's shut this puppy down and let's move on and worry about November. This thing is decided. There's no reason to keep it going, but not even a day longer. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that, that talking raisin needs to calm down. <laughs> yes, Joe Biden had a great night. That doesn't mean you have to shut the primary down immediately. In the presidential race, not a kissing booth in the Wuhan province, all right? Because look, it is true, it is true that because of last night's results, there have already been calls for Bernie Sanders to step aside and let the slightly younger generation take over. But... Wow. I didn't appreciate Trevor Noah's racist comment about the coronavirus, though. Right. Getting to Clear the po- racism. Getting to the president's speech last night in which he mentioned a foreign virus and uh, the Chinese coronavirus and having to point that out. And now you've got Republicans calling it the the Wuhan virus or whatnot. And it's become a point. Molly Hemingway tweeted this last night. Uh, oh, see, China's upset. China's complaining about this. 
And Molly Hemingway tweeted... There's a two-word expression they used to use in my hometown, Jack, and the second word was you. Yeah. Uh, Molly Hemingway tweeted, I understand why communists... Thank you. (laughs) No, you're close. Okay. I understand why communist China wants to avoid responsibility for unleashing the Wuhan virus on the world and mismanaging it at its spread, but it's a little unseemly that some American politicians and media figures are supporting China's disinformation campaign. China is trying to call people racists for calling it the Wuhan virus or the Chinese virus. Don't let them decide. And this from Scott Adams, who's kind of, what would you call him politically? He's the Dilbert guy, right? I'd say he's a fiercely independent, moderate conservative. He's certainly not a Trump hack. Uh, um, I understand the Chinese government hates the label Wuhan virus, so that's all I'm going to call it from now on. I agree. If it's making China mad, Wuhan virus, Wuhan virus, Wuhan virus. Well, and here's why it's making them mad. It's because it is an absolutely laser-focused and righteous indictment of their entire system. The way they run their government, the way they run their country. They understand how damaging it is. It's exposed them as totalitarian morons. And a danger to the world. I'm saying, you know, moron is not the right term because they're very smart about some stuff. But they are incredibly dangerous and they, they, they deny people their human rights. China is asshole. That's a more brief way to put the thought. This was beautifully Sean, a thought. illustrated in the HBO series Chernobyl, where the, one of the underlying operating mechanisms of communism is we can't admit when something goes wrong. Right. Because that shows that we are not in control the way that we are telling everybody we are. Right. And in a benign, benevolent, and successful control, it's, it's a disastrous control, and they're exposed, and they don't want you to know it. So, uh, and, and by the way, if you are an American be you in the media, politics, or whatever, who's expressed concern that it might be a little racist to call it the Wuhan virus or something. You are not a serious adult. I'm going to ask you to step aside and let the grown-ups talk and let the grown-ups deal with this crisis because you do not have the common sense enough to participate. Okay. End of of that screen. Whoa! Please be quiet. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to say about that? The Dow is down almost 2,000 points on the day. At one point, <laughs> at one point it tripped the uh, automatic shutoff at 7% down, and they had to shut it down for a little bit and get everybody to calm down. Stop selling everything, all, all right? right? We're going to turn it back on. Stop selling everything. Turn it on, turn it on. You're freaking on people quick. out. Okay, I won't sell anything. Just turn it on. Turn it back on. No! No, no, no. I told you not to. Move in there. Hey, listen. The American economy is strong like bull. We're going to be fine. It's going to be a, a, a rough go, but there have been plenty of rough goes before. It will turn around. We're all doomed. We are Get not used doomed. to the taste of human flesh. Well, oh, boy. Oh, boy. I, I mean, the S&P hasn't seen levels this low since December of 2018. I love it when people do that. I think that's fantastic. That needs to be done more often. You talk about the point drops and the percentage drops, and then you, and then when you say the last time it was this level, and you realize this low, and you realize, oh, that was like a year ago yeah, or two Trump years had ago already or whatever. Been in office for a couple of years. Yeah, and yeah. if I remember correctly, my life was fine. So. Right. So listen, it will rebound like gangbusters, like it always has, always. World wars, depressions, the the, the big recession of '08, and and the mm, rest of it. But not this time. It'll. Be, oh my <laughs> gosh, folks! You see, you see what I have to work. Thank you, Mr. President. You see what I have to work with. Oh, now I remember what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> uh, it was it was the president himself. You were making the point. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm listening to a lot of media. I take in a lot of media. 
and the partisan hackery is just on fire over this. Partly, it's it, the media is desperate for clicks and eyes and ears, and so they're behaving like desperate animals. They've they've checked their dignity at the door. They've checked their morality at the door. They don't particularly care about you know people in this country and and it, its future and the rest of it. They're just desperate for your eyes and ears. So. You know, I could I could issue a scathing review of what they're doing right now, but I'm not sure there's much point to it. I will tell you this. There are things the administration is doing quite well um, and, and deserves full credit for. The travel ban from China, for instance, was a brilliant move. It was a great move. It was an important move. And Joe Biden and others decried it at the time as xenophobic and racist. We would have... Well, nobody knows, but we'd have an enormously larger number of of cases right now, and it would be much, much harder to to depress the curve, which is what we're trying to do, flatten the curve, so we're not overwhelmed with extreme cases all at once. So that was a great move. There are things that they have done that have not been super great. The speech last night was okay, but it, it, it made a couple of mistakes. It was not really good. And the one thing that bothers me about... When we all get divided into our camps and we just spend all our time fighting each other, is that it becomes impossible or extremely uncomfortable for, why don't I use this metaphor, for me to coach my own team. For us on the air, for instance, or you as a voter or, or maybe a tweet or whatever, for you to say to your own team, hey guys, we got to play better defense. Or, you know, our, our, our special teams, we're, we're not covering punts correctly, blah, blah, blah. Or we've got to get our messaging better. Because you're always in a state of siege and blood sport and the rest of it. You don't dare admit that your side is, has any imperfections. And that's incredibly unhealthy. You've got to be able to coach your own team. And to, and to recognize the mistakes you made. And, that you know, there are, are a dozen different reasons it's terrible that we're all divided and have forgotten everything that brings us together as a country. But that's one of the ones that bothers me. Come on now. But, Come on! I don't care what business... What business are you in? I'm asking y'all right now. Just say it out loud to yourselves if you I'm choose. I'm a plumber. Or, 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 <laughs> yeah, just like that. Or in your head, whatever. Can you I Im- sell insurance. Can you imagine... <laughs> okay, now you can stop. Can you imagine... If you never, ever talked about what you could improve on, say you're uh, Bill's plumbing, because Joe's plumbing was is gunning for you all the time. And so your new uh, policy at Bill's plumbing is you just never talk about things you can improve on. You never do it. It's a weird way to run a country. Sure. I hope we can all calm down a little bit. But, uh, you know, and this is ironic. I get it. I think one of the best things you can do is turn off the damn cable news, turn off the media, find a media you trust and seem reasonable. <clears throat> us and uh, and turn off the rest of the garbage because it's just it's a perverse funhouse mirror with no fun way of seeing the world. The Don't news, watch the news. That's a good decision, son. The news media is sick. Joe Biden's going to give a speech Thursday afternoon about Corona to try to look like uh, you know the presumptive nominee and present a contrast with the president. I suppose isn't today Thursday? Uh, yeah. Yes, a second Utah jazz player has tested positive for Corona. That's why oh, they shut wow. down the NBA. Utah, the home of jazz, exactly, and coronavirus apparently. Yeah. And uh, what was the other one I was going to throw out there? Oh, it's hard to imagine why the NCAA. March Madness isn't going to shut down, but yeah. we'll see what happens. Oh, and hey, just if your kids, if you have school kids, there's an excellent chance their school is going to be shut down. 
at some point in the near future. So figure out how you're going to handle that. Just start thinking about it now. That's just a word of the wise. Um, after Tom Hanks announced that he had coronavirus last night, his son went on Instagram with a, a shirtless speech about how his parents are okay, which was kind of a humble, weird disease. Look, look how ripped I am. <laughs> shirtless seems to be somewhat of his natural state. He kind of has the Matthew McConaughey gene, I believe. You'd think the Hanks family could afford a shirt for the boy. God, well, what a douchey thing to do, though. My oh. parents are sick with a disease that has the whole world scared. Right. I want you to tell you about it. I'm going to do it shirtless with yes. my muscles rippling. We need to flatten the curve of extreme cases as flat as my flat, flat stomach. So we played this on, look the, at it. <laughs> on the show before, but this is, this is the sun. This is Chet Hanks, this is the one who went on Instagram. This isn't the this isn't his response yesterday, but this is uh, a glimpse into his personality. Big up, big up the whole island, massive. It's your boy Chet, and coming straight from the Golden well. Globes. You want to get a shirt? Oh, no, wait, that was actually on the carpet of the Golden Globes, so he, he was shirted in that one. Lose the accent and get a shirt. But yeah, he puts out music on SoundCloud. He talks like he's from Jamaica for extended periods of time. All he's right, a, he's a right, weird, he's a right, weird kid. Right. No thanks, Hank. Private note to Tom Hanks. Tom, I get it. You raise your kids the best you can, then you turn them loose. And then you wait, and you hope. I get it, Tom. Would you say to your grown-up kid... Get well kid, soon, best to Rita. I probably wouldn't. Rita, hey, is that her name? You're a grown-up, you get to do what you want. Yeah. But uh, would you say to your grown-up kid, eh, throw on a shirt when you do that. <laughs> Just think, crying out loud. Think twice before you show your nipples to anybody who hasn't asked for the honor, okay? <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Producers have released a trailer for the new movie Jungle Cruise, which is inspired by the popular Disney ride. Yeah, that's what everyone's excited about right now, cruises. (laughs) That's like releasing the trailer for a new movie called Coughing Man on the Subway. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I want to talk about coughing in a second. Um, As a matter of fact, saw this last night. The betting odds, you know those websites where you can bet on who's going to be the nominee or whatever? You Mm -hmm. you had money on Kamala Harris for a while, for instance. Hey, hey, Uh, I don't bring up your (laughs) stupid decisions. She looked good on paper. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, the betting ads as of last night gave Hillary Clinton a better chance of being the nominee than Bernie Sanders. Uh, I think that is uh, that's reasonable. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they're both very low, but she does have a better shot. He he can't. So no, they 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 meaning them won't let him. He, no, no. I think. Well, I don't think. I know. The Democratic Party wants to hold on to Bernie's young, um, misled acolytes, his young voters. So they couldn't turn the full wrath um, uh, that, that Bernie deserves on him. But if it came down to Bernie being the nominee or not, you would see the gloves come off. Is this pretty nailed down? This is from the AP, this stuff about the coronavirus, Hanson. You, you trust it? I hope so. Yeah, I, I, I have some s- issues on a little bit of it, but I don't want to spread disinformation. 
The new coronavirus can live in the air for several hours and on some surfaces for as long as two to three days. Tests by the U.S. government and other scientists have found. So that in-the-air stuff is a change. We were told it really wasn't transmitted through the air much. It just droplets that quickly settle to the ground. What does the flu do? I'm pretty sure, or maybe I don't know. That's, you never know what information you got in your head at what point in your life that was wrong at the time and you right. believed it forever. I had one of those right. the other day. Or, or it's incomplete. I had one of those the other day where I mentioned something to my mom. She said, are you sure about that? And I said, I hope so. I've been saying it my whole life, and I Googled it, and it turned out I was wrong. And I've been thinking it my whole life, and I don't right. remember when I, I don't know if a friend told me or a teacher, or I have no idea. But, right. Um, but I thought that, like, uh, most things you're worried about catching, a couple hours is as long as they could hang around on a doorknob. Mm. But this it, it varies for a lot. But anyway. three days? Yeah. Holy crap! Perhaps. Well, viruses are fascinating little beasts. I don't know if you took any biology, but they're like... I um, took it. <laughs> I don't know if you learned any biology. <laughs> no, didn't do that. Um, but they're they're one of those bizarre creatures that uh, isn't clearly alive or dead. It can be not. Um, in some cases, it can lie dormant and then still do its its dirty deeds and it'd be reactivated or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And then, so, and I am not a biologist. So clearly. if you put the corona on the doorknob and then I touch the door handle with my hand, I still have to put it into my eyes or mouth or something, don't I? Yeah, yeah. It's not going to crawl through your skin. Thank you. Uh, they also found that the viable virus could be detected up to three hours later in the air, up to four hours on copper, so a penny. Four hours it can hang around on on the copper. Well, that, what's well that? that's the interesting thing. It depends on humidity, temperature, uh, the, the chemistry of the material it's on. 24 hours on cardboard and two to three days on plastic and stainless steel. I'm staying out of my kitchen just as a precaution. Sure glad I live in that box. <laughs> going all cardboard. I knew it would come in handy. Oh, boy. That's a little dark. Funny, but dark. Um, so the president talking last night. I'm The, the stock market's getting rad, uh, uh, just killed hammered, again today. Hammered. Down like two- Stop the hammering. <laughs> Stop the hammering. And the Trump, the Trump hating networks and pundits keep saying, uh, last night's speech from the president didn't calm the markets as if... It's it, down on the president's poor right. performance. Uh, that makes the assumption that a different president or a different speech would not have had the stock market drop. The stock right. market's been dropping like crazy up until the speech last night because of corona. I'm thinking the NBA announcing they're done and all this different sort of stuff was going to rattle the markets quite a bit. Well, in no the matter news, what. for instance, we mentioned about half hour ago, California Agriculture is uh, has announced, the, the various uh, associations, that they're having a lot of trouble getting shipping containers um, because everything's gotten stopped in China and the rest of it. So maybe you have a crop of oranges, say, uh, but you can't get them anywhere. So, yeah, and just in general, anytime you see on cable news, stocks fall on blank. Really, you can practically oh, right. ignore it. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the most misleading thing they do. But for the president's speech last night, and I'm an anti-presidentist, I think the president gets talked about way too much. Um, and We're not supposed to have a king. But how about the president of the United States on TV saying, if you cough, cough into your hand or your arm. Mm-hmm. Wash your hands regularly. Yeah. I just thought that was an interesting thing. George Washington would not have pictured the president playing that role for society. No. If you sneeze, uh, sneeze into a tissue. Well, I don't think they had the germ theory of disease at that point, so well, it'd be just, extra extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, really revolutionary <laughs> almost. That's not your point. No. But, uh, yeah. yeah. He's a fine man, though. Fine man.
yet to come, Dr. Fauci. Yes, it is. Bottom line, it's going to get worse. How many people do you think will get this new virus and how many people do you think will die? cannot predict. This is a really serious problem that we have to take seriously. I mean, people always say, well, the flu, you know, the flu does this, the flu does that. The flu has a mortality of 0.1%. This has a mortality of 10 times that. If we don't do very serious mitigation now, that what's going to happen is that we're going to be weeks behind and the horse is going to be out of the barn. So the worst case scenario, that was the Fauci dude. You see in all the shows, he's uh, considered the best virus guy in the world. Um, He says it's going to get worse before it gets better. And then this Tom Frieden guy from the CDC and the New York Times was quoted as saying, worst case scenario, and it is plausible, he said, is one million dead Americans. Well, that's something. Yes. Yeah. Um, And we are working like crazy to avoid that worst case. And his point is, if we're going to have 100 million people get it, which is what they expect... It's better to get it, get it over a year and a half than over a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they're trying to keep us separated so that it doesn't take off really fast. What's the reason for that? Well, it's overwhelming the, the hospitals. So of people who get the coronavirus currently, they think 5 to 10% require hospitalization, then 1% need a, a ventilator. That would mean a million people needing ventilators for corona. A million people needing ventilators. There are already Plenty of people needing ventilators for other things. Right. So Some of them are in use. So people with the communist virus, a million of them needing ventilators. How many do we have in the United States? 72,000. Uh-oh. That's not, a, that's not a big enough number. Right. So we have to, as they say, flatten the curve and, and, and spread out the cases. That would be a full-on, you thought this only happened 100 years ago, emergency. Yeah. If and you had a tragedy. If you had a million people who needed yeah. ventilators and there were th- only thousands around, and, and oh, it'd be all, it'd be unbelievable, you know, loved ones taken to the hospital. Sorry, just nothing we can do. This is a Y two K situation. Y two K was nothing. Nothing happened. Anything happened? Perfect. I partied. Perfect. I partied like crazy. You partied like it was nineteen ninety nine, even though at midnight it wasn't anymore. Idiot. Anyway, um, in Y two K, and I have this on pretty good authority from computer experts. It was announced that if we don't take huge measures and put out a huge amount of effort, this is going to be a disaster. And so a huge effort was made, and millions of people busted their butts for a long time, and they prevented the disaster. And as I remember, gazillions of dollars were spent. Right. And then when it wasn't a disaster, we all certain at it because it was cynical funny. simpletons said, see, it was nothing. This is exactly the same. The best possible outcome is that most people get through it and think, that was overrated. That wasn't a big deal. Because all of society is going nuts to prevent it from being a big deal. So I'm hoping that's what it turns out to be. We'll see. While keeping in mind, though, you can't deny this is true. While keeping we'll in mind, see if I can deny it. While keeping in mind that politicians get votes and cable news channels get viewers by going with worst case scenario and exaggerating. Scaring you. Scaring you is the number one strategy for t- for media and politicians. Correct. Absolutely correct. On the other hand, and, and that's a, a shame, because when you get to a situation where there is legitimate cause for serious concern, you're thinking, are they just jerking me again? Well, I think that's why. I really think that's why America, like, last night, when March Madness said no crowds and the NBA said we're shutting down, 
because they're the opposite. They're going out of their way to find a way to keep playing games because there's billions of dollars at stake. Good point. It's a more um, honest broker. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why that gets everybody's attention. Oh, this isn't cable news or a politician. Jack, we may be missing our basketball, but at least we're not beset by thousands of ravenous wild monkeys. I'm sorry, what? Yet. When you take a knee tonight to pray to the Lord, perhaps give thanks that you're not beset by ravenous wild monkeys. There are these cities in Thailand that are big tourist cities, and the tourists have a habit of feeding the monkeys, the wild monkeys. And so the minkies are always in town looking for food from the the sap tourists. Well, the tourists are nowhere. These towns are empty now. They're like Italy and... Because of the corona? Uh, yeah. And sa- sorry, the sand. Wuhan. I, I mean to call it the Wuhan flu. The Wuhan virus. I just forget. Yes. I want China to get blamed. But like uh, like uh, Paris and, and Rome and San Francisco and cities across the world, it's more or less empty. And so all these monkeys are ravenous. They're not getting their food. And here's here's a picture. This is not from some wackadoo like Weekly World News, Jack. This is a legit news source. There are wild monkeys by the hundreds aggressively going for food wherever they can find it. Shopkeepers are terrified. They got their doors locked. Wow. And and if you've ever seen a monkey bear its fangs, that's no joke, man. That's an amazing picture. I mean, you wish you had hungry, hungry hippos when you got hundreds of wild monkeys. It's as if it's a planet of the apes. (laughs) For instance, yes. Uh, so thousands of wild monkeys. They usually have 35 million tourists a year. It's 20% of the financial system in that uh, that region, and, and obviously so it's causing some problems other than the monkey apocalypse. Wow. Get your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! You don't want to fight a fully satiated monkey. Right. Like uh, a hungry, ravenous monkey is, no, I mean, just, no, that's a nightmare scenario. They say a 10-pound monkey will take down a 200-pound man, yeah, you know, six it. times out of 10. Because um, they're not going Duchess of Queensbury rules, right? Oh, <laughs> no, they go right for your eyes and, you, and your soft tissues, if you know what I'm talking about. Joe Getty's monkey fights. i got to find a cable channel oh, that's willing no, to no, sanction no, that. No, no, I'm not into that. What? I'm not into that. No, you find some tough guy thinks he can take a monkey. You put him in a ring, you okay. have it out. And guess what? Turns out he can't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, bet the monkey. I mean, there'd be a raff, obviously. I'm not going to let anybody get killed, but... I'm going to need transition music unless I go into the right story from this. I it's apologize. It's pretty weird to go I, from I the have monkey. I derailed the show. Can, no, I make, can I make a confession? It's uh, allergy season, and I have, you know, pretty bad allergies, but... Better since I got shots for years. Um, every day I wake up a little congested, and I got a cough and everything. And so every day I think, oh, I got it. <laughs> oh, really? I'm not not in a serious huh. way because I'm not a hypochondriac, but I do <clears throat> take a while to think. <clears throat> nope, that's the regular stuff. Okay. Yeah, I have at no point thought that I had it, but my my son certainly could have had it. Um. When he was sick a week or so ago with a fever and respiratory stuff and everything else. That's the difficulty. It's Any percentage you hear is a bit of a guess because we have no idea the total number of cases. You said that was real news about the monkeys. This is not real news. If you've ever ridden the Babylon Bee, their headline is, 
What if Trump refuses to leave office? And also, what if he grows 50 feet tall and shoots lasers out of his eyes? <laughs> Which I thought was a great story. Yeah. It'd be hard to remove him from office at that point. Exactly. Uh, which is, you know, I think you get their point. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I hate to say this, but if at any point you bought a story announcing that a president was going to hold on to power after their two terms, just, I don't know, take a break or something or, or, or shoot me an email and we'll chat. Um, you're a little stirred up. It ain't going to happen. No. This, this is not Russia where Putin gathers the Duma together to rubber stamp some phony baloney constitutional change to make him president for life. It's not going to happen here, folks. We're better than that. This is not a happy story. Chelsea Manning tried to kill herself over the weekend. I'm sorry to hear that. In jail. I didn't know she was in jail. Remember Barack Obama? she was a he, he was a traitor. But he was also a confused dope. Right. Barack Obama pardoned her? And she got out? Commuted her sentence. But then she got out, and now she's back in because she refused to testify before a grand jury investigating the WikiLeaks thing. Oh. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if that's why or what's going on, because we'll remember there were psychological problems and the questions oh, yeah. of whether the military should have taken him in the first place yes. at the time that he was a him. And yeah. So, anyway, that's not a good story. One more uh, one more reason to think for a day before you hit send. You can, uh, if it's a good day today, it'll or a good idea today, it'll be a good idea tomorrow. They've Especially halt- if you're sending national secrets to WikiLeaks. They've halted all the big Vegas buffets amid the Chinese flu outbreak. Wait a minute. Suppose Wait a sense. minute. Commie Wuhan flu denying us our overeating. That's our right as Americans. You've probably heard by now that pretty much every show that has a studio audience is going to do it audience-free from now on. It's going to be weird. I'm sure they'll have some funny jokes on The Tonight Show or whatever, but it's going to be weird to have... No response when they make their their jokes. They can use laugh track, or what are they going to do? I am willing to go to let's see, probably Seth Meyers' show. That's pretty amusing, and uh, guffaw loudly. I'll just be their designated laugher. How did we miss when Jill Biden, Joe Biden's wife, the good doctor, fought off those protesters that tried to get to her husband? How did we miss that story last week? Oh, I actually saw that. Jill Biden's epic tussle and split-second blocking maneuver. She protects her husband from lunging vegans. And that's a good band name, the lunging vegans. It's pretty good. The lunging vegan. No, lunging is better. They didn't appear to be set on hurting him, but obviously somebody who was set on hurting him would have been able to get through also. Right. You know who it was? It was the same idiotic anti-milk activists Mm -hmm. who were bearing their hooters at Bernie Sanders, who, who no longer has any interest. Should should people that kooky be able to get within touching distance of the nominee for one of the major parties at this point? You know, God, he, when's he get Secret Service protection? It's got to be pretty damn soon. Oh, he, he has it. I think they announced more after that. Oh, well, I would hope those people. His wife, who's how old is she? Sixty five. His wife physically stopped them. Correct. Yeah. With her with her hands mm-hmm. from getting to her husband. Good woman. Find you a wife like that. Yeah, played some good defense. Yeah. I mean, she moved her hips. She got her body in position. She didn't just reach and grab. There's nobody in the crowd that stops that from happening, other than her. You know, in a weird way, I'm pleased that. That can still happen, but nobody's done anything bad because we're a primarily a decent people. Um, on the other hand, I see your point. His wife is a little his, scary. He said, "Get out of the way, honey." He wrapped a chain around their head. Right, his apology chain. <laughs> That's right. 
You right. broke out his bent, rusty razor right. and Just went to slash him. I've been oh, waiting for this day. Oh, he <laughs> practically field-dressed him right there on stage. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, it was not easy to watch. <laughs> ah, it's the lighter side of a, a middle-aged woman having to physically tackle somebody. Well, I was going to say trying to attack her husband, but they were trying to make some moronic point about dairy. Goodness sakes. Um, I think that was after the South Carolina or... Uh, that was where Biden's big night was, the, the yeah. first one, right? Yeah, yeah, so I think it was after that, and you saw the look on her face was, you are not taking this moment away. <laughs> oh, good one. It Way was, to uh, go, Dr. Jill. Yeah. Um, Stand by your man. Level somebody if need be. We have listeners all over. Wrap the- them up. Bring them down. We have listeners all over the country and all walks of life, urban, rural, whatever. What, what, what is your corona reality, your communist virus reality? Yeah, I've got a great note from a gent works in Silicon Valley. Uh, what you hear from his email will shock you. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. United States is sitting in the Oval Office and taking a couple of questions, and we're going to join that in progress for a couple of minutes. For the entire economy. Yeah, it has an, uh, an obvious effect. The only thing worse can be that you lose thousands and thousands of people more than you would have lost if you did it the way we're doing it. So it certainly has an impact. And again, we're very much uh, working with the states because, you know, the states are a smaller form of government. They can control individual arenas and individual things better. And it's different for different areas. Some areas have no problem whatsoever in our country, and others do. So we're working with the governors of the various states, and it's, I think it's working very well. I think the relationship has been very well, good with California and some others that, that in particular have been hit. Whoever it is, I hope they make their choice soon. I thought it was going to be, everybody thought it was going to be Bernie. And I've said, Elizabeth Warren, if she waited for, you know, she waited that extra three days, four days, and uh, Super Tuesday was a disaster, he would have won every one of those states, or almost, I think almost every one of those states, Maine, Massachusetts, Texas. You take a look at the states that were very close, and many of her, I would say most of her, I would almost say all of hers, but many of her votes would have gone to him. So had she left prior to Super Tuesday, which just a few days, uh, he would have right now been declared virtually the winner. It would have been over. But now we have Joe, and I'm very happy to run against Joe. Don't forget, one of the reasons I ran for president is because of Joe and the job they did. So it's one of the reasons. So in a way, it's in a way, it's a, you know, it's uh, it's maybe the the way it should be. But it looks to me like it would be Biden would win. Are you worried that Joe? We haven't discussed that yet. Is it a possibility? Yes. If somebody gets a little bit out of control, if an area gets too hot. You see what they're doing in New Rochelle, which is, uh, which is good, frankly. It's the right thing. But not, it's not enforced. It's not very strong. But people know they're, they're being watched. New Rochelle, that's a hot spot. Just a, a separate topic. You spoke to the Saudi Crown Prince the other day. I did. What did you tell him about the oil? Okay, well, I asked him what's going on, and they're having a dispute with Russia. 
this is something that uh, drove oil prices down. And one thing I can tell you is oil prices that are at a point now that I would have dreamed about because uh, the gasoline prices are going to be coming way down. They'll be coming way down. So with gasoline prices coming down, that's like a tax cut. Frankly, that's like a big tax cut, not a little tax cut for the consumer. So there's something about that that I like. But, Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> now stop yelling. Jeez, Louise. Can we, so what was the, can we have a show of hands or something? Please, please. What about the, What was the, the... So New Rochelle, that's the area where they got the National Guard and... So many square miles locked down, but he said it's a, it's a, it's a what did he say? It's a light or weak or soft. Voluntary, but uh, they're watching they're, you. They're keeping their eye on you. Yeah, what <laughs> exactly? I, we need to tread carefully, folks, going yes, forward. Civil yes, liberties, right? Yes, yes, yes. Let's, uh, let's, let's go easy here. Uh, I think, I, I strongly believe if the authorities are coherent and honest about why we need to impose these restrictions and and what good it will do, the number of people ignoring them and doing the wrong thing will be very, very small. If, if we can, for goodness sakes, put aside our cynicism and partisanship for a few minutes and remember we're in this together, I think you will see the American spirit rise up uh, as it did after 9-11 and various disasters through our history, and you will see people doing the right thing for the right reason and being thoroughly decent. That's, we're all doomed? And uh, it's over. Call me a naive sap, but I still believe in the American people. Tim, most of them. Tim, most of you. Tim Sanford, Tim the lawyer, uh, on his Twitter feed last night, had a good string of, we're all doomed, it's all over panic sort of uh, screen captures that were just fantastically entertaining. Um, From, like, mainstream media mostly? Movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Uh, we're all doomed! Oh, my God! Like Will Ferrell screaming panic running around. Oh, you know, that sort of stuff. Very entertaining. Uh, so I asked people, what's your reality with the Wuhan flu? Friend just shared that their child's school is closing tomorrow and will not open until mid-April. It's a private school in California, but they are going to close till mid-April. We got this text, are strip clubs likely to ban lap dances? <laughs> I don't think that that's got to be next, doesn't it? Seriously? Huh? Seriously. That's your concern. I didn't say it was my concern. So not, st- not not you, the, the, the texter. I'm not a strip club guy, but... Um, and that's what you, you claim. Can't, you can't. You can't have lap dances going on with the the communist flu making the rounds. I thought this was America. How about you both wearing masks? <laughs> Men's professional tennis tennis has suspended the tour for six weeks. All right. Major League Baseball's got to be next. Delay opening day. Well, opening day is what two weeks away? Yeah, spring training stuff is like right in the, the middle of all of this, right? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if spring training games are going to be canceled. March Madness is one of the biggest sporting events in America. Oh, yeah, and I love it so and much. And is it going to happen or not? No Cinderella stories this year, Jack. The brackets are Sunday, and then the games start on Thursday of next week. And I'll bet they don't happen, but we'll see. I'm not rooting for that. No. I'd be surprised if they happen. Yeah, it's very unlikely any big sporting events happens in the next several months. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.